Kaka is a very Swedish custom which basically means that you take a break from your activity to have a cup of coffee or tea and maybe eat something sweet. In Fika with us, we are inviting you to join us for a Fika and listen to different topics regarding international student life at Linköping University. In this episode of Fika with us, we are joined by Elisio, Chiara and Dinuke, three students at Linköping University. Today, we will be talking about Sweden, Swedish and Swedes. My name is Abhijit and let's start the Fika. Welcome Elisio, Chiara and Dinuke. Thank you. Hello. Hello. As today we are going to talk about Sweden, Swedish and Swedes, so let's start with your introductions. Hello guys, thanks for tuning in. Uh, so my name is Dinuke and uh, I'm from a town called Diable. It's um, it's a bit north from of Stockholm. It's in Norrland, but a lot of uh, Norrland people would say it's too south to be in Norrland. And uh, I study mastering of uh, statistics and machine learning in Linköping. Hi, I'm Chiara and I'm from Germany and I study book studies and Scandinavian studies in Munich. And right now I'm doing an exchange semester in Linköping. Right, hello guys. Uh, my name is uh, Elisio and I'm uh, Swedish, but I was born in Brazil and moved here in 2015. I'm studying a master's program in statistics and machine learning. Second year now. Perfect. So we have a Swedish, someone from Germany and someone Swedish as well. So we are going to have a pretty nice conversation about Sweden, Swedish and Swedes. So I'm very keen about, um, you had been in Sweden and you had been studying about uh, Scandinavian studies. So. I actually want to know what is your favorite thing about Sweden. So uh, I, I can start like uh, so I've been in Sweden basically all my life, and uh, what I think the favorite thing that like always catches me by surprise, but still is like really nice is like the seasons. So it, like every winter you miss summer, and then you hate winter, and then every summer <laughs> you hate summer because it's so hot, and you miss winter, and it's like a loop, and it never changes. And I think that's really funny and it makes like a dynamic kind of lifestyle and I really like it. Mm -hmm. How about you guys? Well, I really like how uh, everything and everybody is so calm and relaxed. Like that's something I noticed since mm -hmm. I've been here. How yeah, about you? Yeah, it makes sense. I, I, I'm going to agree with uh, nature in general. I think nature has blessed Sweden in so many ways. Uh, the four seasons, uh, seeing how they develop and how they change, it is, uh, it's a freaking blessing. It's really nice. That's a really nice. very, very valid point. Like that's one of the things which I love the most about Sweden. It's it's all about uh, nature, as we say, Mother Scandinavia. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yes, the forests all around and uh, the, the fresh air, the winter changes, the long winters, which we hate when it's winter, but we miss when it's summer. So it's, it's I guess, uh, truly said by Dinuke that uh, when we have summer, we, we miss winter. When we have winter, we miss the summer. So that's a very valid point. I actually love the the atmosphere and nature in general. So how are you guys comfortable with uh, Swedish? Like how comfortable you had been speaking with Swedish? So I've been taking Swedish lessons for just under two years now. Uh -huh. So I can understand it quite well, but I don't have a lot of speaking practice yet. Okay. Yeah, I uh, Swedish is not my mother tongue, right? So I needed to yeah. learn it from scratch and what really helped me was immersion. Uh, yeah. I worked in Swedish, uh, had a long uh, lasting relationship in Swedish uh, at well, and lived here for all those years. 
Uh, I think it uh, craves a lot of effort in the beginning, so you don't uh, jump back to English, which is the easiest path. Yeah. But if you stick to Swedish, you're going to learn it, uh, and you're going to love it. It's a very beautiful language. Yeah, I just say that that's a proper Svenska. I'm just saying, I, I'm, I think <laughs> I'm pretty good at Swedish because yeah, I've been living here and like, uh, uh, and I think it's a pretty beautiful language from people I've heard. Like, it's a very sing sing songy kind of language with like high mm-hmm. and low tones. Mm-hmm. I think it's. When I'm here from uh, past one year, um, I have not tried a lot to learn Swedish, but I know a couple of words. Uh, maybe like, uh, I, mean, I don't know how Swedish is the word, but. Uh, Of course, the word fika, we, which we all love. So uh, I just know a couple of words, but I'm trying to learn as well. It's uh, not been such a good progress, but I'm very sure. Like with you guys being around me, I'm very sure that you'll teach me quite well. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I'm right about that. Yeah. Please assert. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So since I told you that I'm not so good at Swedish, um, so what do you think if someone who doesn't know Swedish Will it be difficult for him to survive in Sweden or make friends? How, what do you think about it? Well, I think it's uh, no problem at all because uh, like most people I know here who are doing an exchange semester mm-hmm. don't know Swedish at all and they don't seem to struggle. Like you can do everything with English pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do believe comparing with other countries uh, I have visited, uh, Sweden is on top of the world in terms of welcoming people in English. Um, this uh, this can be a problem if you're really interested in learning Swedish. I remember when I started learning Swedish, it was hard to ask people in general to keep speaking Swedish with me because they would try to save me and yeah. change to English when they said that maybe I was not comfortable with the language. Uh, so it can be good, but also you need to watch out and be more proactive if you want to learn the language. But it's definitely comfortable to to live in English here. Yeah. Yeah, I would say it's, yeah, exactly like Elisa said, like, uh, and I would also like to say that the phrase, you know, like you can survive, but not live. But I think you can also live <laughs> completely like fine. But uh, it, there would be like some times you could have uh, found it difficult. For example, in my workplace, we had like Fika and like mm-hmm. everybody was like older and Swedish and like, It was even though they were really welcoming. I want to speak English. Sometimes it could be hard for them to, like, switch for one person. But, uh, but I would say you can definitely survive Sweden. Like, and you can thrive and you can live and you can make you can completely adapt to being living in Sweden, just with English. Yeah. No so when I came here last year, I remember uh, I was finding it very strange seeing all the signboards in uh, Swedish, which I was got afraid about. Like I heard that Sweden is not. Uh, if you know English pretty well, then uh, it's not that difficult. But when I saw everything in Swedish, I got afraid. But I guess those are the initial uh, feeling that everyone has. Because uh, when I went for even shopping, uh, all the food items or whatever packings, everyone everything was in Swedish. But then, then came a blessing, blessing of uh, a camera of Google Translate. So <laughs> that was a bit, uh, I don't know what to say, but... Uh, I used to have my camera on all the time in all the grocery stores. I used to keep walking with my camera on to just see translations of everything. But I guess it, it was just the initial days which I struggled about because you get used to it. So I don't even uh, use the camera anymore. I ideally know words or at least I know the place where to find milk or where to find my other food items. So it gets used to it in terms of, I believe, um, talking to people, uh, As I believe, as uh, Swedish people get to know that uh, you don't know Swedish, they immediately start talking in English, and that that's uh, very friendly. But in some cases, I believe, like when you 
want to speak Swedish with your broken Swedish and they know that you don't know Swedish, they immediately switch to English in order to help you, but you don't get to speak Swedish. So what do you think about it? Yeah, I, w- I would like immediately say that's like so typical Swedish yeah? people because yeah. like we if we go to, for example, Denmark, yep. like it's kind of a Swedish type language. Mm-hmm. Like it's like uh, pretty similar. You can We can understand the text written in Danish, yep. but uh, talking is a bit uh, bit weird. So then I think even Swedish people and Danish people would just switch to speaking English. Mm-hmm. So it's like Swedish people, yeah, very quickly switch to the English language because mm-hmm. people are so native in English also. So yeah, that's a... Uh, but that's a good, that's also like a bad thing in some some way <laughs> learning swedish like i mean yeah it it gets comfortable in the beginning i would say but uh, if someone wants to learn swedish then it might be a bit difficult but how about making friends if you uh, don't know swedish a lot or maybe you don't know at all well what i could say uh making friends in general i think it helps uh to search for interests in common Mm-hmm. So I have recently uh, uh, done part of a training, the volunta- uh, voluntary training in the army, mm-hmm. and then everybody who was there had an interest in common, right? To to yeah. learn how to uh, defend our country. Uh, this makes you develop things to talk about. It talks about your background because we are all there, so we have some yeah. background, some kind of common background, and then you develop friendships. But I guess this is pretty general in the world. Mm-hmm. So I think if you find uh, common interests or groups of interests here in Sweden, then it can uh, make it easier to uh, meet and find friends. Yeah, that's a very valid point. Like um, making uh, good friends based, it, it depends on the the interest of you too. Like w- what what uh, is a common interest between two? I, I guess language is not such a barrier here in Sweden, I believe. Yeah, not as a barrier. It yeah. would do, or at least to be my advice, yeah. you if you ignore the language and if you choose just to go for English you start to miss a lot right because uh, not all conversations translated into English you have those small thoughts those small comments those things they are made in native languages you are in the bus stop and you hear someone talking about something that interests you this happens if you know the language Exactly. Uh, and people are not gonna switch to English to talk about those smaller things, and those smaller yeah. things are pretty, uh, pretty important uh, in the everyday life. So I think you do miss out. You you can go a lot forward only with English, but uh, my recommendation is that if you are planning to stay longer and to move to the country, yeah. I think the language uh, is one of the most important parts of it. Yeah. It unites you culturally, right? Yeah, that's true. So how was your uh, First interaction with uh, uh, Swedish people when you interacted, Kiara. Uh, well, I have to say that I haven't met many Swedish people yet uh-huh. because uh, I've been going to all these uh, events for exchange students. Yeah, and all my classes are for people who don't speak uh, Swedish as their mother tongue. So I can't really comment on that because <laughs> I haven't met many Swedes. <laughs> All right. Yeah, uh, I also want to get back to the topic what Elisa was saying. I, yeah. c- I completely agree with everything he said. Uh, but I also would like to add that, uh, like, it's not just the English Swedish barrier. Uh-huh. Uh, Swed- I would say Swedish people in general are a little bit more shy and mm-hmm. uh, less talkative, kind of, uh, just in o- random conversations in the streets and such. People like to keep. Um, keep a little bit of like a distance to everyone and they have like a, this this uh, peach and coconut culture thing and that Sweden is a bit more like coconut and like <laughs> you have like a hard shell but once you come inside like you get to know the Swedish person like you you've really find that they're open and nice 
Yes. And uh, I would completely agree that, like, for example, for me, like, I c- I'm super open and friendly with, like, classmates and yeah. corridor mates and people that we have something in common with, uh, that we're doing something basically forced to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and, but, like, with other people, it, I'm a bit, like, more shy and, like, mm-hmm. a bit reserved. Yeah. So that's definitely something good to know that it's mm-hmm. if you find a Swedish person, like, shy and don't want to talk to you, it's maybe because they're just shy and you ne- they need some time to, like... Like oh my like but I've heard this uh, uh, phrase a lot uh, coconut shell yeah, yeah exactly like yeah. people talk about it's it's very hard on the outer side but when you get inside it's very soft so yeah. people are uh, not so easy to start communication with but if you are a good friend they are a really good friend and maybe a friend for life I, I believe so so in talking in terms of the first interaction when I arrived here last year I had a very funny incident that happened. I uh, I didn't have a notion before that uh, I I knew a bit that people here do speak English, uh, but uh, when I he was here at the university for the first time, and uh, I was at a student who said, and I was a bit confused where to eat, so I just started randomly talking to people like as if they don't know English. I just said like uh, hungry food where eat. Like I just started giving the keywords to people like where should I go to eat, but I didn't tell in a proper English, assuming that people might, might not be so good at English. So I just use the keywords like hungry food, <laughs> eat where to go. <laughs> and the person, he, he, he looked at me and he thought that I don't know to speak English. So he said like, oh, do you mean, do you want to eat something? Are you hungry? And I just made a fool out of myself, uh, assuming that he might not be aware of uh, good English. And then he suggested me to go to the places around, maybe the press bureau and, and falafel who said so. Yeah, that was my first interaction, I would say. Uh, being at university, but that was a funny incident anyways. So yes, uh, since we talked about uh, making friends here, so I would like to know something, um, something unique that you can tell me about uh, Sweden uh, or Swedish or Swedes, anything in general, like what, what unique can you tell me about, about them? Yeah, I, I, I can like uh, yeah. talk about like, it's definitely like the quirky things about Sweden and Swedish people that I find like, like funny and like I, I start to think about that like when I hang out with international people mm-hmm. they comment on like things like yeah I mean for example like they're shy for example or like uh, they when they party they really party hard like and, <laughs> and uh, uh, like Sembolaget yeah you cannot buy alcohol everywhere it's like specific places and specific times yeah and uh, midsummer celebrations and yeah all these like quirky things uh, I, mm-hmm. I'm sure I can come up with like a list of like hundred things but like uh, yeah. But it's always the small things, I would say, it's really unique with Sweden. Uh, you're talking about midsummer, so can you explain a bit about what midsummer is? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> m- midsummer is like when you c- celebrate like uh, the kind of the middle of the summer when you have the most sunlight. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, it's usually celebrated the fest- most festival, like festive uh, in the middle of Sweden in a region called Dalarna. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. run around uh, <laughs> and a huge uh, hay upside down organ, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say what, uh, <laughs> <laughs> in like traditional dressing. And then uh, you eat maybe sometimes uh, seal and uh, yeah, a lot of fish, like shrimps yeah. and um, sustrumming. That's like a really smelly, disgusting fish, but uh, <laughs> people used to do that. Anyway. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some, some people really enjoy it. Like <laughs> I was waiting for someone to say that, though I don't like fish, but I, I, I was expecting someone to say that. <laughs> How about you, Alicia? Uh, no, no, I, I, yeah, really interesting pitch. I just do disagree about the Swiss drumming. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> but yeah, but but definitely, if we just pick on Swiss drumming uh, yeah. specifically, it's definitely something that 
uh, moving to Sweden, you're going to hear about it. Yep. It's, it's a thing that's talked uh, about uh, among uh, international people. Yep. Uh, and it's uh, a uh, f- uh, like conserved fish, which is uh, on a way to get rotten, but doesn't get rotten. I don't think it's technically rotten. Yeah. Uh, and it develops a very strong smell. So the taste for, well, of course, it's a bit uh, subjective, but the taste is not that strong. And it is, in my opinion, uh, very good. But the smell is very strong. So when you open a, a can of this surströmming, this fish, the smell, it feels like it exp- uh, expands. So it smells bad and it can take like, a whole apartment with strong <laughs> smell. It's, it's unbelievable. It's uh, it's funny, and I think people should try it. Maybe not on their apartment because they, well, you can open the windows and and circulate air afterwards. But mm-hmm. it is funny because I cannot compare this concentration of smell with anything else I have ever experienced. And it is uh, this kind of food, so strong. People are gonna hear about that when they move to Sweden. I it is something that people talk about. Yeah, I believe it, it. It's kind of very famous with the word called stinky fish here. Uh, that that's what I heard when I because I was not able to pronounce that that word. Sustromin. Uh, I don't know even if I'm correct right now. <laughs> I don't know how it was called. Uh, yeah. uh, stinky fish. Yeah, yeah. So, makes so sense. People uh, introduced me with, with that thing with uh, with the word stinky fish. Uh, anyways, I I am not so interested in fish, but I I definitely I can understand that there might be many people who like it. That's why the culture is still alive. And uh, the events of uh, eating the, those fishes inland shopping, I believe they are uh, uh, quite people do it. Uh, they, they gather at some barbecue places or maybe in open areas, not in the corridor. It's not suggested to do it in your corridor. <laughs> yeah, you, you can. It, the trick is about opening the can, right? Because the can, imagine that you have the fish inside the can. Yeah. And, and you can stop me if you start to take too long. But you have <laughs> the fish inside the can yeah. and you have uh, some liquids. It's like the water. If you think yeah. about pickled stuff, they, yeah. they have that water around mm-hmm. it. Uh, and then you have the smell, which is very concentrated. This one is uh, funny. But um, I learned very recently a trick about opening the can inside the plastic bag so the liquid doesn't uh, spill on you because uh-huh. otherwise you're going to stink a lot. Yeah. And open it uh, also uh, underwater. So like inside a plastic bag and underwater. So the smell doesn't expand that yep. much no, and the liquid sense. doesn't uh, spray around. Yep. So given that you open like that, yep. I think you can just uh, serve it and then eat it with uh, some bread, some potatoes, and then you, you have the suggestions for serving it. But the opening the can is the, is the tricky mm-hmm. part. For now, I would stick to um, uh, not so being not so being friendly with the fish. But in future, if I ever want to try the stinky fish ever in my life, I'll contact you, Alicia. Hey, I want call you, me. Yeah. <laughs> I want you to be there <laughs> to do the pro opening mode uh, of the can. <laughs> yeah, like Elisa said, like I mean, people say sustraming and then they buy a sustraming at Ika or the closest grocery store, uh, but then they just open it and like just to see the fish and try it, and they think it's disgusting but actually there's a way to eat it like Elisa said like exactly how we said like you can eat a bit knacker bread potatoes like there's yeah. a good way to eat it so you can actually enjoy it instead of just doing it for fun and just feeling disgusted by it so yeah. <laughs> nice nice good suggestions thank you for the suggestion so but getting back to the uniqueness of Sweden Swedish and Swedes uh, what would you say uh, Elisha and Kiera? Well, there's uh, one thing I would like to mention, which is the university culture. Yeah. Because I really like how uh, university here is not just about studying and taking lessons, mm-hmm. but it's so much more about uh, being together and celebrating uh, events and everything. Yeah. Like, we don't have that in Germany. So I was very surprised by 
especially all the people walking around campus in <laughs> interesting uh, outfits. <laughs> uh, maybe overall sentiment? Yeah, not only the overalls, but like the people marching <laughs> around. <laughs> can, you, can you explain that, Dinike? Yeah, so uh, um, so I don't know how it is in other countries, but at yeah. least like in Sweden, there's this inauguration thing, uh, these traditions around the, around Sweden in the universities yeah. where the some people are selected and they they kind of try to dress up like in a mysterious way uh, <laughs> with like and they have like this march they're doing around towns and just to like kind of be a little bit scary somehow but not i mean for fun of course yes for the new students and uh, they do weird stuff like they do dances and yep. they do like they come to dinners and do weird dances and they look a bit weird and <laughs> nobody knows their identity and yeah. it's like some fun thing that mm-hmm. the university i, I like the march though the way yeah. they walk very slow <laughs> and steady yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they take it really seriously. So, like, uh, I also studied in Uppsala. Mm-hmm. So there, at least, I knew that they were like growing their hair for six months, and they were already practicing for six months before mm-hmm. the uh, the inauguration. So this is like oh, really serious thing. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do you have anything to add? Yeah, uh, no, no, no. no. Uh, ju- just that uh, I do think I have some. Um, inauguration cultures in other countries for example Brazil we had it but not as big as here so I want to say that uh, people do invest a lot of time and energy into making it work so you feel even if you are not a uh, first year when you come to university you feel the atmosphere you can see this inauguration uh, uh, popping up and preparing and growing around you so you see people for example marching and playing yeah. some music you don't know exactly what it is but you feel that something is in the air so so it is uh, big here and well developed. Perfectly explained. <laughs> when you were talking about the um, university in terms of uniqueness, one thing I it suddenly reminded me was of the academic quarter, which is uh, which I find it very unique that all the classes, uh, most of the classes, I shouldn't say all, they start 15 minutes past of the time. Like if, if the class is, if we say 10 to 12, the class will start at 10, 15. And that's the academic quarter uh, culture, which um, I assume it is uh, from the previous time when you had the um, the city bell, uh, which they used to rang at 10. And so people cannot go exactly at 10. So they were given a 15 minutes of time spent to go to the university. And uh, so it, they used to take, they used to walk or, or bike. So that's the thing where it initiated of academic quarter. So all the classes or most of the classes here, uh, they start 15 minutes past the time, which I really like because I am a person who arrive at the nick of the time. If the class is at 10, I'll arrive at maybe uh, 9.59 or 10.2. So it, it suits me very well in those sense. <laughs> so yeah. it, it is uh, surprising for me, though, that this is not completely widespread because yeah. otherwise you need to teleport. <coughs> so when you you don't have like a quarter <laughs> at 10, yeah, but, but imagine <laughs> that you have the classes really from 8 to 10. And, 10 and to then 10. from 10 to 12. Yep. As I had during my graduation in Brazil, yep. uh, you need to teleport between buildings. So you need to choose to miss 10 minutes for one class. If you need to go to the toilet to solve something, then you need to miss like more of the classes. So I uh, I do appreciate it here. It just surprised me that's not obvious yes. that you have uh, uh, 15 minutes between classes in general. I don't know in other countries. I can uh, only compare those two. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's not in the country where I come from as well. It's not in India. But I, I really like the uh, academic culture and quarter, of yeah. course, here. 
And it's also like um, sometimes I, I'm not seeing it in Lean Shopping, but in Uppsala they use it's for fun, like double quarters, like double what? academic quarters. So it's like just saying like yeah, thirty minutes past. But is, is like it by the quarters. students or by the university? <laughs> <laughs> it's by like nations and stuff. So it's like sounds like a student. Yeah, yeah. So you can make fun of that too. Like, like <laughs> let's miss fifteen minutes more. <laughs> double yeah. academic quarter. Yeah. But, but then okay, did you have the screen? So in Stockholm, oh, yeah. when I studied in KTH, uh, I think it was every Thursday. I, I don't want to give the wrong information, but it was, let's say, Thursday at 7 p.m. Everybody went to the windows and uh, screamed like hell. So uh, yeah. to yeah, uh, so it's blow some steam off. Yeah, it's originated from like, again, like Uppsala where I live. Yeah. And they had like a kind of, for example, in Reed, we have like, uh, no, in Lean Shopping, we have Reed. It's mm-hmm. like a, just a very... Student like, friendly yeah, area. Student, uh, yeah, envir- environment and yeah. like a huge student uh, group there. So the same in Uppsala. So every, actually every night at 10 o'clock, mm-hmm. they just open the windows and scream. And at some times you don't hear any, pe- any people uh, screaming, but when the exams are coming in, yeah. that, that week, like the anxiety levels are high, everybody screams. Like everybody screams, everybody just make noises, get there. Like, yes, frustration. Yeah, out. frustration I, I, out. I remember this from my previous university in India too. Like it wasn't a, Culture, culture of India, I would say this is that was more specific to my university or my uh, institution we are studying. So every time the light was out because we used to have uh, the the power cut uh, sometimes. So as the power cut happened, everyone used to shout a lot uh, until the power is back. Maybe like four or five minutes of the gap that's in between. So it's like you know the studying frustration during the exams. So they used to just let it out when the power was. And I believe uh, institution was maybe doing it purposefully for. <laughs> <laughs> during the exams for everyone to let their anxiety be out. <laughs> Perfect. It was a very good discussion about the university uniqueness. But I'm also interested in uh, knowing about your favorite places of Sweden. Like, you must have traveled to different places and different corners of Sweden. So what's your favorite place and what would you suggest? Kiara? So my favorite place, I would say, is Uppsala. Because uh-huh. I've been <coughs> there five years ago and I really liked it and want to go there again. Oh, so what, what did you like a lot in uh, Uppsala? I just liked uh, the city. Yeah, how it looked. Yeah, perfect, perfect. Oh, but I have not been to Uppsala. How about you, Alicia? Had you been to Uppsala? I have been to Uppsala, I think once, and uh, Danuka helped me here. The that the big <laughs> party, you know, the big party. Uh, Valborg, sorry, yeah, Valborg. Oh, oh, Valborg. Yeah. my mind. Yeah, yeah. I have yeah. been there in Valborg, and there is a huge party mm-hmm. uh, in Valborg uh, uh, the day before Valborg, right? Uh, yeah, the whole well, month. Well, yeah, lived <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, but. In terms of favorite places, I do. Uh, Abby, you probably know <laughs> the place <laughs> I'm going to talk about. Uh, I do appreciate two islands that we have here in Sweden, Öland yes. uh, and Gotland. Yes. Uh, they are completely breathtaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Öland, which is uh, close to Kalmar, you yep. cross to Öland uh, through a bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, the, you, you can spend 10 minutes, 15 minutes by car, and the nature changes completely. So you have uh, a, a palette of different kinds of nature around you, different kinds of vegetation. Um, so Erland, I would really recommend people uh, visiting yep. for people who like nature. I haven't been there in the winter, so I don't know how nature changes there. But in the summer, it's definitely worth going. Uh, sure. Gotland, amazing. Otherwise, yep. I'm a fan of the north yep. uh, because you have a real winter and yep. you can experience real wilderness also. To be really in the middle of nowhere, in the and middle also of nature. Some great uh, winter sports. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah, I'm a fan of it. Yes. Okay, so uh, yeah, this is a hard question because it's like um, 
since like being in a lot of places in Sweden. But I would also start by saying a lot of Swedes, uh, I would say, do not really travel around Sweden and explore everything, which is, I think, a yeah. shame. But it is just that it is way easier for people here to just fly away to like Spain or some other place that they think is more exotic and easier for them than uh, traveling inside Sweden, sadly. But uh, I would say that I've been to the north, in, for example, Salta, Lukta, like the hiking there is amazing. And it's so nature, like, like it's so natural yep. compared to a lot of other hiking places. And uh, like I would say the best view I've ever had in Sweden, okay, except for hiking, is like in Skinnarviksberget in Stockholm. Yep. That's like a very convenient place to chill and hang out in. And you can see the entire city of Stockholm and it's amazing. But... For people, I would actually say lean shopping. I met like amazing people and <laughs> you guys are one of these people. Uh, and uh, I would say, yeah, I mean, lean shopping has some amazing people that I met, like for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I vouch for that. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're always talking about the traveling, so when you go to uh, new places, you don't just discover the places, you discover food as well, right? So let's talk something about food like what is your favorite swedish food or uh, do you have anything that you would like to talk about swedish food Kiara. so i really liked swedish pastries because uh-huh. uh well usually coming from germany like that pastries and baking is very important for us yes. and it's hard to find good uh, bread and pastries in other countries mm-hmm. but here i think it's really nice but i think there's a lot of weird fish products <laughs> Like uh, the f- fish in the tube. Uh-huh. How is it called? Oh, the, the tube food. The caviar? Something. Yeah, the tube food, like, right? It's something with a K, but I don't know. Like The caviar, right? No, there's... It's not th- no, there is like... Yeah, there, we have like a lot of different kinds of like seafood and like crabs and in shrimps. And, yeah. But in the tube. And it, like it's like creamy <laughs> and you have like chunks of uh, shrimps. I even had yeah. an incident once. I was pressing on it and it exploded from the other side. <laughs> And it le- yeah, but that's a whole other story. Uh, it was like in the train, and it was so awkward. But <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I wouldn't try any of those <coughs> fish products, but yeah. other than that, I like it a lot. I've not tried the tube food. Uh, I I must. So if you have any good food in recommendation, you can you can uh, let me know uh, from the tube food that you had. I would love to try it. How about you guys? Um, so um, for me, like, uh, so uh, I would say. For me and my friends, I would say that uh, we kind of like Taco Friday. That's like a thing in Sweden that even though it's not super Swedish, like per se, <laughs> if you just Google <laughs> Swedish food. But I, I would say a lot of Swedish people actually just like, for example, Taco Friday, like where you eat tacos, uh-huh. but in a very Swedish way. Yeah. So it's probably not the, not at all like the traditional tacos in Mexico or whatever. Like uh, yeah, salt and pepper right. inside. <laughs> <laughs> no, but and then... Um, uh, also pancakes like yeah. I think it's Pancake Tuesday or Thursday I'm not, I don't even remember now but uh, anyways like pancakes is amazing pancakes and tacos and mm-hmm. after you had a night out a, a kebab roll or falafel roll uh-huh. those are like I would say if you ask a, <laughs> like, a, like a Swedish young person like what they like for food I, th- I think they would just go for that like yeah yeah, I think uh, Sweden, Sweden uh, imported and adapted some cultures really well right so for example Taco Fridays you, you, you mentioned it's not original from Sweden, but Sweden does it pretty well. So it became a big thing here uh, to eat tacos in Sweden. It's uh, it's a big thing. You can consider it as a Swedish tradition, I think, already. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how, how long you need to wait until something becomes a tradition, but tacos ha- have been there for some time, I think. 
and even sushi buffet and Thai buffet, like uh, <laughs> which we actually were. Yes, uh, like. we were talking about all the foods other than Swedish food. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing I would say, uh, yeah. I like it's not well in terms of food. I already talked about sushi but seal yeah. also it's a uh, uh, pickled herring, mm-hmm. well, also fish. Then yeah. for uh, non fish lovers, <laughs> it's a no go. But uh, you have this uh, seal, so this uh, pickled herring. And you have different kinds of pickling. So you have sienna up uh, with it. You have different kinds of sauces. And you yeah. buy those things in cans also. Uh, you eat them, I think, very often in midsummer and also in Christmas, like in those uh, yeah, high times or those holidays. Yep. But I also like to eat them generally. Um, but apart from that, uh, I do enjoy the glug culture. Uh-huh. don't know how, yes. uh, how much originally... Swedish it is, but it is very traditional in Sweden yes. to have a glug. So it's this um, kind of kind of drink we call it like hot wine, glue right? Wine or is it glue wine? I would say like I don't know the either the complete like translation. Yeah, it's uh, glue wine in German. Does I it translate to hot wine or? Uh, yeah, kind of. Should be right. Like glowing yeah. wine. Uh huh. Yeah, okay. First time I drank one of those, uh, I drank it cold and then I hated no. it. Yeah, it's, a, yeah, <laughs> it's again, uh, as you told, a whole different story. Yeah, it's, uh, it was the cheapest uh, wine bottle in System Blaget and I was a poor student and then I said, yeah, go for it. And then uh, who, who, who the heck <laughs> made this wine here? <laughs> but then I understood how good it can be if you warm it. So, so I do like the culture because you, you drink it, um, you add some raisins, almonds, uh, yep. you can have some uh, pepper cocker, uh together. So it gets That's cozy amazing. to yep. consume glug, yep. uh, mainly during the winter. Exactly. They're really cozy. Yep. So I have heard about, uh, of it a lot. Uh, I guess that's, this is consumed during Christmas as well. I guess people uh, prefer having a glug during Christmas as well. I consume the whole winter. <laughs> <laughs> I might be addicted. <laughs> <laughs> might be. After such a nice conversation, uh, since our podcast is known as uh, Fika with us, so people would be very interested to know what is your favorite Fika? Uh, I would say, like, by far, like, uh, I would say it's a uh, uh, hookla, <laughs> no, tladkaka, like a uh-huh. chocolate cake with, yeah. um, with cream and uh, strawberries. Mm-hmm. For me, it's black tea with milk and damsigare. What's damsigare? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I can't really explain it, but it's those uh, small Is green Is it that thing treats. with the green and the, yes, the, 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 the chocolate? Oh, yeah, I, I love it. I love it. Yes. By the way, Damsugar means vacuum cleaner. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's funny about that is that you look at them and I could understand why they're called vacuum cleaners, but I did find a picture of a vacuum cleaner that looked like a dam sugar. <laughs> and if you look at if you look at dam sugar, like the, the bakery, yeah. it doesn't look like a vacuum cleaner yeah. at yeah. all yeah. until you see this picture from yeah. I don't know, fifty years ago. And so I found one vacuum cleaner mm-hmm. on Google that looks like what we call vacuum cleaner. That's a really interesting uh, find. The bakery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it was not easy, but I did find it. Um, Perfect. So what's but your yeah, it's my uh, favorite too, uh, Damsugere. Yeah. Uh, tri- I think the original name is Punchrula, so uh-huh. it's like punch rolls, mm-hmm. but I don't know if people even use this name. People say Damsugere and everybody understands Damsugere, mm-hmm. and it's my favorite too. Oh, so that's your favorite Fika too? Yeah, oh, definitely, Perfect. definitely. I would say I uh, love black coffee. I'm a fan of uh, coffee, so I usually take uh, black coffee and canel uh, bula. I love it. After I never had it in India, but uh, here it's a very typical thing that you find it every bakery. It's a cinnamon uh, bread. I would cinnamon say cinnamon roll. Cinnamon roll. So I I, I love that with uh, black coffee. 
Perfect. So after such a nice conversation, I'm so glad that you guys uh, joined for our Fika today. So thank you very much for uh, joining and giving us some really nice and cool insights and uh, things about Sweden, Swedish and Swedes. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. You have listened to Fika with us, with me, Abhijit, and this episode's guest, Alicia, Kiara and Dinuke. Don't forget to follow Lynch Open University on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to this podcast if you would like to hear more episodes like this one. We hope you enjoyed today's talk and that you join us for Afika again soon.